What's up, guys? Rick here with my top five fades for this week's Open Championship. This is the episode where I get to look like a fool when one of these guys wins the golf tournament. So in return for me looking like a fool, I ask you uh, to hit the like button. I ask you to support the other content. And I ask you to, hey, go out and sign up for rickrungood.com, all the data for DFS and betting that you could possibly imagine. Uh, these are golfers that I have questions about, that I'm worried about, that I'm concerned about for one reason or another. I'm going to take you through the five that I've targeted and Certainly one of them is now going to win, but let's see. Good luck to me. Good luck to everybody. Hope this doesn't burn me. Let's jump into it. Let's start with Lee Westwood at 45 to 1, and all of the narratives are pointing in the direction of Lee Westwood. He's playing well this year. He's the Englishman. He's going to England to end this streak of, of not winning a major championship, and this is the place he's finally going to do it. All of these narratives heading in the direction of Lee Westwood, and I'm not sure... The data really backs it up. You know, since his back-to-back runner-up finishes at the Arnold Palmer Invitational on the Players' Championship, he doesn't have another top 20. Uh, last week at the at the Scottish Open, he finished 35th. The start before that was the U.S. Open, 46th there. Missed the cut at the, at the Charles Schwab Challenge. Is any of this really eliciting much confidence? The main concern for me is a couple of things. Uh, he's been a negative ball striker, uh, strokes gained approach over his last three measured PGA Tour events. And even more concerning, he's lost strokes around the green in five of six. And this is a golf course, Royal St. George's, that if you, it is very easy to hemorrhage strokes greenside, whether it's in a greenside bunker or an awkward lie or kind of some of these runoff areas. It's very easy to do. And I'm worried that some of the the the, the more... Um, or less gifted, I guess I should say, short game players are going to burn more strokes there. So combine the narrative heading in one direction, the advanced metrics heading in another. I'm not nearly as excited to get access to Lee Westwood this week. Justin Rose is up next, uh, 60 to one to win the open championship. And for me, I understand people are going to say, well, he's playing well in major championships. He's got back-to-back top 10s coming in at the Masters and the PGA Championship. And this, to me, looks much more like fool's gold. You know, his his seventh place finish at the Masters where he jumped out on Thursday to a, a, a multiple-shot lead was certainly buoyed by the 11.5 strokes that he gained putting. PGA Championship, 11.7 strokes gained putting. It, it is... They, they are basically the two best putting weeks of his entire career. We're getting just ceiling, ceiling weeks from Justin Rose, which I think is a, a hair. I, I don't think it's a hair unsustainable. I think it's very, very unsustainable. And much like Lee Westwood, uh, he has now lost strokes around the green in five consecutive measured events on the PGA Tour. He has lost strokes from tee to green in three of four, despite one of them being a top 10 at a PGA championship. That is concerning. Like it, it, this these results to me look like they're being propped up uh, by toothpicks and air, and it is just a matter of time before it all comes crashing down for Justin Rose. Next up is Paul Casey, and he's 35-1 to 1 to win the Open Championship. Are, are we sensing a trend here? Is it is it these European or Englishmen who really seem to get a bump at the Open Championship? It's true. They do. The, the sentiment on these guys immediately gets stronger just because of their birthplace. And I get it, but Paul Casey's been on the PGA Tour for a long time. I'm not sure he is really a true 
Lynx-style expert. Even his win on the European Tour uh, earlier this year came in Dubai. That's that's different type of golf. The success that we've seen on the PGA Tour comes in Florida. You know, I'd almost much prefer him in Florida than I do in 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 England. It's it's kind of an interesting dynamic. And then uh, I do, of course, uh, as always, worry about the putter with Paul Casey. Uh, he is not good on any surface, but Bentgrass is uh, his worst surface, and. I'm just not sure he is going to be able to overcome that, nor his kind of lack of open championship success this time around based on the sentiment that he's getting. And you're looking at pretty short odds. You really want Casey to contend. You want him to make a lot of noise if you were putting down your hard-earned money on him at 35-1. to 1. So I'm probably just, uh, I don't think it'll be a full fade on Paul Casey for me this week, but very, very little exposure, and I'm not even excited about it. Bryson DeChambeau is next. And this is where I start to get a little bit nervous because I could see the range of outcomes for Bryson as winning this by five shots or losing this by five shots or, or missing the cup by five shots. I, I, it is just such a large range of outcomes by design. So um, what's going to happen here and what happens at Royal St. George's is, you know, there's all these little risk reward moments. And if you can take advantage of them, you, you notch these little gains or you notch these little losses and things can add up very quickly in a bunch of different directions. And when you get an extreme version of a PGA tour player like Bryson DeChambeau, as he's the most extreme version, the, those outcomes are even more volatile. They're even more magnified. They're even more extreme. So I look at um, his recent struggles with the approach game. You know, he loses three and a half strokes at the Rocket Mortgage. He loses over five at the Wells Fargo Championship. Didn't hit it well at the match play either. And a lot of it comes down to his struggles from 50 to 125 yards. He ranks 199th on the PGA Tour from that category. His average proximity is 22 feet. Now, on the PGA Tour, that means you're just putting for birdie from 22 feet. Like, that's that's what happens a lot. Here at Royal St. George's, if you're missing the tier, if you're missing the spot um, by that margin compared to your peers, the ball's rolling off the green. It's rolling to the other quadrant. It's rolling to another tier. It's rolling into a pot bunker. And things can start adding up very, very quickly. So that's the range for him that I worry about. Um, you know, he's going to be dominant off the tee. He's going to take lines that no other player in the field is going to be able to take. But this is this is a concerning range, and the results haven't been great I just, I just worry about Bryson. I, I lean more towards this being a disaster than it, than it being great. And then finally, Dustin Johnson. And this is the one I think I'm probably most worried about. But when you're looking at someone at 18 to one or over $10,000 on DraftKings, you're, you need to ask a lot of them. And since his eighth place finish at the Genesis, he does, he only has one other top 10 finish. That was at Palmetto in one of the weakest fields that we have seen. And, and seemingly every single week, it's a different issue for DJ. That's concerning. So one week, it's one week, it's the iron game. The next week, it's around the green. The week after that, the putter uh, doesn't work. It, it, that's, that is a hair concerning for me. And then when you start to look at his putting splits and realize that Bentgrass is the only surface that he loses strokes on and loses pretty significantly, it's starting to add up. Now, is he the number one player? Player in the world? Technically, yes. Can he go out and win this golf tournament? Of course he can, but I, w- I would hope that at 18 to 1 or over $10,000, the price he's going to be asked on, on DFS sites, that I could get a little bit better form, that I could get a, get a little bit more confidence in the state of his game and how he's going to set up well for this. So um, it feels like this is the big bullet that I'm going to try to dodge. Um, I'm okay with it, and, and, and DJ will, will not be um, in my portfolio much this week.
There you go. My top five fades for this week's Open Championship. Let me know which one of these guys is going to burn me and who you would have added to this list. You can tweet me at Rick Rungood or leave a comment below. Best of luck, and I'll talk to you guys soon.